0: It's the Dear Auntie Podcast with your favorite aunties, Carm and Co. Talk to me. What's going on with me? You need advice and they've got the
1: answers. Auntie, gonna keep it real. Hey, Auntie. Hey, Auntie. Hey, Auntie. You're tuned in to the Dear Auntie Podcast. Podcast. We are your favorite aunties. I'm Co. And I'm Carm. And we are here to give you some real advice based on our Mm -hmm. real lives. Because it's not based on any type of theory, professional experience. Mm-hmm. We are not therapists, but we believe that the aunties in the community, they used to be, I don't know about today, we're trying to bring back the auntie energy. But yeah. back in the day, your aunties were giving you advice based on their lived experiences, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. drama, the mm-hmm. trauma, mm-hmm. the lessons learned, so that hopefully you did not have to experience those same things. And so that's what Absolutely. our goal is here on Dear Auntie. But before we get into it, I know y'all missed us. We've been a, It's been on, a it's minute. It's been a minute. Life been lifing, y'all. Life yeah. has been lifing. But this is like the holiday season, it so is. we're winding down, we and we
0: have time to do all the episodes today, to actually. Do all,
1: to do all of the episodes. We are in the <laughs> studio getting all of our final 2023 episodes in, which is only... Two of them. So y'all, we gotta get it together for 2024. Okay, we are going we to promise. because we don't want to leave y'all hanging. Um, real quick though, before we get into it, I have to shout out Bell Businesswear. <clears throat> yes, for this fly fit, I thought it was perfect. She sent me this back in the summer, but I thought it was perfect for the holiday it's season. Giving. Right, a little I love something, it. something, little something. Carmen needs something. Yes, yeah, business. I want one. Hook up, Auntie Carm. And if you happen to be an entrepreneur that has a product that you would like us to promote, Mm -hmm. do a demo, a review, test it out, or just rock it, let us know. Send it to us auntiepod at gmail.com. Okay, let's get into the show.
0: Okay, so first of all, how are you?
1: What have you been doing?
0: It's been a minute. I've been
1: momming.
0: How's that? You know what? I see my nephews, my virtual nephews.
1: Cutting up. So on a couple episodes ago, we talked about the fact that being a mom is not that fun. It's not that much fun. And I was like, Carm, I don't make it look fun. I don't. Um, (laughs) And so literally at like three, no, it was was six o'clock this morning. It was six o'clock this morning. I had been in Cairo's room. He wasn't feeling good. I was being held hostage. Like, mommy lay down for a minute. That turns into the whole night. Then, around four ish, Mm -hmm. I sneak out of his room, make it back to my room, and Kenzo starts crying. Oh. And as I'm making Kenzo's bottle, I'm thinking about Auntie Carm. (laughs) I'm like, you know what? (laughs) This ain't too fun.
0: You know? You should have called me right then and there. It's not
1: what people post about you know you yeah. don't always get to see like the reality of what's really going on at 4 a.m changing these diapers doing these things so and that's it's my all life all worth that's it that's what i've been doing it's
0: all worth it it is and they are just so precious
1: thank you adorable i am tired
0: i think i think about 98.9 percent of mothers across the world are probably exhausted at, at this point in so how time. Are you, so. how
1: are you doing because let me say this that's too good. let me say this okay. people don't check on non-moms enough I think that we get a lot of... Thank you for saying that. You know, we get a lot of, like, sympathy for doing it. But what about you? You are still doing a lot.
0: I, um... I'm good. Like this season, like I told you before, before the show started, 2023 has been kicking ass, girl. Ca- it came in and dragging kicked dragging me in the door. Yes. Okay. Um. So I'm glad to see 2023 get the hell on get the hell on out of mm-hmm. here. But these last few weeks, I've been
1: pretty good. Like you had a party. Been, we're gonna have to put in video over here of us taking the shot. Yes. That almost took me out, we, Carmen. We you had a serious shot. We Carmen had, is serious about the parties, and I loved it.
0: First of all. We had a ski shot. Co what is a ski shot, Peavy. Carmen? So it's when... Um, it's a shot ski. That's actually what it's called. Okay. And so you put three shot glasses in there, four or however many, and you all take the shots at the same time. So people like me
1: cannot cheat
0: so that you can't punk out yeah I'm so a punk. we had a good time and i am a game person game lover love all the games so we played a lot of different games we, did. we had a good time so i like to do something every holiday season and so we
1: did and it we're gonna be playing like a grown woman tv game night i'm excited about that so stay Wait, tuned today? we'll have footage not today oh, okay. next month carmen oh yeah ho- at our sleepover at our sleepover okay i'm sorry it's okay i
0: okay. had a fun time
1: though Okay, good. I'm glad you came. So let's get into what we are over. What? Besides the year.
0: Okay, besides being over 2023, I am very much over the need to what I feel like is humble Beyoncé, as well as other black women in Hollywood. What are they doing to Beyoncé? I just feel like... People look to Beyoncé to do every single thing under the sun. Not only is she an excellent singer, an excellent performer, a philanthropist. She gives us all the hits. She gives us the looks. Okay, what more do you want from her? She gave us Blue Ivy. I mean, the list goes on and on, right? And she gave us a vibe this entire season with the Renaissance Mm -hmm. tour, okay? So the people are coming for Beyoncé. She had, like, this platinum blonde wig on. And the people hopped in the comments and they said, what is she trying to be white now?
1: What does she think she a white girl? Holding comment.
0: And I'm like, yeah, hold your comment, auntie. And so my thing is, she's a light-skinned black lady. She's Creole. It's the wintertime she's gonna look Mm light-skinned is she not how is that her trying to be white my mom is probably her complexion as well and she's just as black as as they get so i'm not understanding why that commentary has come into play Mm -hmm. i don't understand what that is about and then furthermore i do not understand the desire for beyonce to speak out on political issues okay now i love auntie b Mm -hmm. but i don't know if y'all have heard her talk
1: we have. She
0: shouldn't. She. She's just. Talk she's not a. She's not an orator. She's not really good at public speaking, Mm-mm. giving interviews, anything like that. And I think her PR team has done a good job at telling Keeping her, her to just be quiet. Don't you be say seen. a word, Beyonce. Yeah. And so they're like, "Hey, free Palestine. Why aren't you talking out about Palestine? Listen, I for one." I'm glad that celebrities don't talk out about political matters mm-hmm. that they have no idea about. Some of them should really keep their mouths shut. This and I true. think Beyonce is falling right in line with that. Second of all, what exactly do you all think is going to happen when Beyonce does, let's say she does post mm-hmm. Free Palestine on her Instagram page. Do you think Joe Biden
1: He's and gonna Kamala sign like an executive order. are
0: going to get in her comments and be like, you know what? Beyonce, because Beyonce spoke out on it. Now, this century long war that's been happening in the Middle East is now going to, we're going to put it to an end because Beyonce has spoken. The queen of all things has spoken. So I just want us to get more realistic about what we're asking of celebrities Mm -hmm. and really start putting that pressure on our politicians who are the actual reason why all of this is happening. And the U.S. does have blood on their hands Mm -hmm. because they
1: are funding
0: this whole genocide. So that's all I have to say.
1: Agreed. That is definitely something to be over. I think that. Well, the comment that I was holding. Um, yeah, let's, because you were trying to first. say that Auntie B. Let's go there first. Is a white. So lady. as a, I was not saying that. Okay. As a fairer skinned woman, we do lose a little color in the winter. Yes. Agreed. You little light skinned. However. Mm-hmm. Did you or did you not think that she looked like Kim K in that photo? I definitely was confused when it came okay. across my timeline.
0: I will say when it came across my timeline, I had
1: to look twice. That is, That was my only comment is I definitely had to look twice. You Do I think correct. that Beyonce and her stylist woke up and said, let's make you look a little Caucasian today? No. I don't think anyone said that, but I was a little confused by the photo myself. Okay. I don't think it was intentional, but... It caught me off guard. Well, the other part of what you said, though, I think Black people, period, we expect our entertainers to be the leaders of our community because we have no leaders in our ooh. community, and so they, those are the only people with a platform, with a voice. So we think, and, and so we point. are expecting them to lead us. Yeah, because who else is gonna? That's a good point.
0: Who else gonna say something? Who else huh? is gonna say something? But I'll tell you what, Mama Tina has something to say to y'all.
1: Mama Tina is and not she playing. She touched y'all the hell out, she and I did. for one
0: was. Very glad about it. So that's all I have to say. That's when I'm over. What are that is you what she's over?
1: over. <sighs> I am over. This is well, all everything we talk about is for the black ladies. But I was going to preface like black women. I'm talking to y'all. I think that we have to do better in accepting accountability. I am over the fact that y'all cannot be wrong about anything. Ooh. You cannot accept an opinion that is contradictory to your own. <laughs> you do not ever open up a conversation and have a dialogue that can that can be opposing views mm. without being offensive without discrediting the person who is speaking you know their view that is in opposition of yours nice. and i think that black women as a whole have a very much who gonna check me boo
0: Oh, this is attitude. specific to black.
1: This women. is black women. This okay. is black women because okay. y'all know that I host multiple podcasts, right? And so do. uh, we don't talk a lot about relationships here, mm-hmm. but the relationship conversation gets spicy. Does it is trigger. Yes, it's triggering for a lot of people. If I say, if you make any comments mm-hmm. about anything that could trigger a specific person, they are quick to run to the comments mm-hmm. and discredit anything. Ah, I got you. Mm-hmm. So I am you know I'm not we don't have to talk we don't have to go deep deep in it but it has I've just noticed a trend that not just on my you know on my videos and my mm-hmm. comments but just as a whole we don't take criticism well constructive criticism. I'm not talking about somebody who is not cap- um, not qualified to okay. give an opinion. Okay. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about someone who is qualified, who is experienced, but just has an opposing opinion from yours and you cannot accept it. They must be wrong. They Mm. don't know what they're talking about. They, You know, it's it's just always an attack on the person Mm -hmm. and not really considering the perspective. So I'm over y'all not being able to be wrong. Nobody can tell you anything. And I think that if you are going to get anywhere, it's going to take evolution, maturation, like consistently improving. And a part of that is self-awareness. So if can't nobody tell you nothing— you're not going very far, and so, I'm over it.
0: Are the girls in your comments? Or They're are you hopping in your comments. They are
1: hopping in my comments, <laughs> and I am over
0: it. Get it's, out! I feel like
1: this is personal, girl. Get, yes, get out of there because I feel I I personally am a very um, self aware person. You are, and I also am not afraid of being mm. wrong. Like, I don't mind being wrong. If I do something wrong, I will apologize yeah. for it. I'm quick to apologize. That's so nice of you. I mean, it's just like, I'm an adult. I know that I'm not perfect and I and I don't think that but that's nobody can tell me thing. anything. That's not an easy it's thing not. for people to do. No, it's not. But y'all need to start doing it. Pat and yourself on the back Yeah, foot. thank you. So, are we getting into Auntie Would Never? We are. What is your Auntie Would Never? We haven't done these in a long we time. We haven't done these in a long time. Um. So, today, my Auntie Would Never And hopefully this is your would never either. Okay. I am not okay with letting people I care about crash and burn. Okay. So personally, I would never allow, I'm going to say a friend, but allow anybody I care about for real Mm -hmm. to make a decision that I think could lead to their detriment without at least speaking up. Now, I'm not going to force my opinion on you. I'm not going to try to make you do what I think you should do. Right. But if you're going down a path Especially if you're going down a path that I've personally traveled on Mm -hmm. and it has led me to destruction. I'm at least going to
0: offer some guidance,
1: offer some guidance. I think that we have to do a better job of having tough conversations with the people that we care about Mm -hmm. if we actually care about them. I agree. We've talked about this before. I would never do. I'm not letting you crash and burn. You're just going to be mad at me. And they will get mad. They will get mad. They will get mad. But they'll circle back. I've had so many people circle the block like, girl.
0: <laughs> Me too. Me too. It is what y- it You is. was right.
1: And I, and I don't do it to be right. That's the other thing, too. I don't do it to be right, and I'm never going to bring it back up. That's between you and the Lord. We're just doing it to be good friends. That's it. That's it. What are you, what would you never do?
0: Well, Auntie Coe, um, I would never go get a wax without performing proper hygiene.
1: What is proper hygiene, Carmen?
0: So, you know, just washing your cooch, <laughs> making sure you wash the front and you wipe all the way up the back
1: to the booty. To the booty. Is this only if you're getting your butthole waxed too? Or do no, you, wa- just do you- still, just still
0: cleanse that area okay. before you go? And if you don't have time, which you should, make sure you go to the bathroom, get the wipes. Wipe it down. They do
1: provide wipes in the bathroom. Yes. Wipe it
0: down because it's unfair to your wax lady Mm -hmm. when you don't do that. So I believe you and I saw a video. I was going to say,
1: is this in relation? (laughs) Is this in
0: response to something on the internet? I, I believe you and I saw a video in which a wax lady was saying that she was waxing someone and she waxed the front and they were doing good and she got all the stuff in the front. And then when it was time to flip over, she noticed some fecal matter that was in between the booty cheeks
1: and so I believe she didn't say some she said it was quite a
0: bit It was a, quite a lot bit. she and, said it was a lot and she was even wondering ha- if the lady had I don't know taken a shit <laughs> while she was waxing her so you know I'm waxing her friend I get to her back and I'm like no way and I was like, uh, and I literally sat there and I was just like twirling a stick of wax. I'm like, I, I gotta say something. I was like, yeah, Miss Such and Such, I can't, I can't wax your She why? I said, Well, you know, you you have a lot of number two in your butt, you oh, know? No. And it was like a lot. It was like a lot, like to the point where <laughs> it looked like she didn't even wipe. <laughs> So I was just like, and she was like, no, I don't. I've been having problems boo-booing. I can't even boo-boo. I'm like, well, I don't think you got a problem (laughs) because it's right here. And she was like, let me go to the bathroom. And I was just like, okay. Okay. And so I'm like, hey, how do we get, first of all, wax lady, did your nose not sniff something out prior to the flip over? (laughs) Not prior to. And then (sighs) okay. Second of all, ma'am, that's getting your wax. Did you not feel the fecal matter compacted into
1: between your cheeks? Something was wrong with the lady, right? It had to be. It had to be, because you didn't smell it, you didn't feel it, you didn't notice it, and you brought your ass in here and took your panties off.
0: <laughs> but when I went into the comments, I was shocked and appalled to learn that this is a common occurrence on the wax Girl, table. Girl, I did not read the comments. Yeah, so there was wax ladies in there telling their truth. They were like, listen, me too. Hashtag. It happened to me too, and I was like, "Wow! So this is a thing. Y'all are really going to the wax lady, not wiping down your booties, and then spreading, and spreading them cheeks. And then not only that, you're adding wax to the shoe already. Oh my
1: god, sticky
0: situation! I'll be damned. <laughs> so I will be I just damned. Will never. I, I could never catch myself doing that, girl. Yeah,
1: speechless, huh? I am speechless only because now. I am really thinking about if this is a common thing. It's common apparently. Toilet tissue. So things like that I could not I could understand yeah, but I just could see. Stuck, yeah, you got beat. a little but a little all. residue but like actual like like I'm changing my child's diaper. You know, like that, I can't imagine how that could happen. Like Seriously. corn, and some corn stuff. Stop it. Okay. Okay. Let's sorry. get into these hot topics. That was pretty hot <sighs> and nasty. Let's hot get into stanky. Yeah, some hot stanky topics. Okay. Mm.
0: Speaking of hot and stanky. Hot mess. Jonathan Majors. What the hell? What is going on? I was root- we were rooting for you. I wasn't
1: really rooting for him. You weren't? Well, I was rooting for him in life. You weren't rooting for him in life. You know what? When you decide to get the white woman, tell the white woman to root for you <laughs> in your life. So Auntie Cole don't have nothing for you, black man. Go Auntie on said, back. Auntie Go on black. no, help. Nope.
0: So this gentleman has been found guilty of assault and a battery, I believe, mm-hmm. on his ex-girlfriend. Um, mm-hmm.
1: Ruined his career.
0: Ruined his career. Because he was at the height of his career. Yep. He was getting Marvel money. Like, think about
1: that. Think about the, the handful of black men that have been able yes. to do that.
0: So I was rooting for him. I I thought he was a, a good guy. Um, It turns out he got himself into this sticky situation. Um, Some tapes surfaced of him telling, giving his white girlfriend a lecture at the time and saying, hey, I'm a very important man. And I need you to stand up like Coretta Scott King. Like, like who? You heard me. Coretta Scott King,
1: a, a, a black
0: woman, and Michelle Obama. Oh, first lady,
1: Oh, oh, forever floaters. Gotcha.
0: Um, and so when I heard the tape, I was like, something ain't right with this brother because you talking to a white lady. So why would a white lady be standing up like Coretta Scott King or Michelle? I don't I don't I don't get it. So if that's my point is, if that's what you were looking for, my brother, my brother, why didn't you go get that?
1: Oh, he did, Megan Good, because what is happening? You mean the beard? I don't know what I mean, because I don't know what's going on.
0: Because that whole situation is looking funny in the light to me. How all of a sudden, now that you're in trouble... Now you, you do you. you a black woman. And this is what I'm talking about, black women being the mammies of the world. We are the saviors. We are the saviors of the world. Mm-hmm. And enough is enough. We have to stop doing that. We do, we are not
1: Olivia Pope in real life. We're not Olivia Pope. We are not your emotional support people. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are.
0: So I'm a little disappointed that that's that's how that went down. What
1: do you think Megan Good is thinking? Because obviously, I the first thing I thought was publicity stunt. Like mm-hmm. she's gonna get something from this, he's gonna get something, but she's just looking bad to me. I don't know what she's. It doesn't gaining look good. It this. doesn't look
0: good. I don't understand what she's getting out of this whole scenario. I don't know. If she was getting a check.
1: I was gonna say is it worth it but you know I know we're gonna talk about this later but apparently the Hollywood girlies are not really making coins like we thought so maybe she does need the check
0: apparently and she does a lot of those independent films she hasn't really been in anything major
1: major Mm, as a recently yeah that's true
0: so anyway Mm. I just had to talk on that because that was very
1: very interesting so can I wrap it up in a little lesson yes please get a black woman Right. I haven't seen a black woman chasing any men down in the street, pressing. I I have not seen it. Not to say that that doesn't also do us a disservice because we don't often speak up for ourselves and stand up right away. So that's not, you know, the best Mm -hmm. thing. But we don't often throw our men under the bus publicly. Look at Tiger Woods. Y'all ain't learned y'all lesson. When you decide to go on down and get you a white girl, stay.
0: What happens when black men get to Hollywood? Is it like they just they
1: think that they have surpassed the black? Do woman.
0: they give you like a ticket that yes. is like this Here. is your ticket Here's your stamp. to get into to the white train? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. They
1: got that ticket stamped. Now you stay your ass. It's a one <sighs> way ticket. It is a one way. It is a one way ticket. ticket. That's for So sure. stay on over there.
0: Okay. On a previous episode, we talked about plane etiquette. Okay, and I was sick of y'all. Hitting people in the back of their heads with your backpacks, standing in the aisle, acting a fool, talking on speakerphone. But I think this one takes the cake. Does it? Bobby Storm, a 36 year old gospel singer, she has been notoriously going from plane to plane and holding people hostage, singing a song singing her songs on the plane while people were sitting on the runway. So these people can't fend for themselves at this point. They're stuck. What do you mean? She's, so sitting she's sitting in her seat. She's sitting in her seat. And then her she song? stands up and she says, Hello, everybody. If you guys don't mind, I'm going to sing you a song. And everybody's kind of like, Okay, I guess because we're stuck. We can't really move. What's we the can't flight explain. crew saying? So finally, an old black man who I was so glad he was on this flight, an old gay black man came up to her and said, We don't want to hear it. <laughs> We don't want to hear it. He, she was like, "Well, I have a right to say." He was like, "No, ma'am. Would you like to get off the plane? It is would, this a flight? Pl- is yeah, it a flight? Okay, it, okay, okay. Would you like to get off the plane?" But she still did it, and so I just thought that was the most ridiculous thing. So if you know her, Bobby Storm is this a white woman? No, she's a black lady. Oh, wow. Thirty-six year old gospel artist. Mm-mm. Her thing these days is she's going from plane to plane and holding people hostage with her gospel music.
1: That's like the the guy that stands on the street corner preaching.
0: Yeah, I think that's very anti Jesus.
1: It is because get out of here. You're beating me over the head with this. Yeah, okay. we don't want it. God isn't pleased. I was gonna say that sounds very white, so I am very. So surprised. please stop it, Bobby Storm. Please stop. Don't be on my flap. Generations ears are not
0: getting married anymore. Auntie How Co.
1: old are generations ears? I don't
0: know. 30, Twenty.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll Google they're it younger after. Younger than us. Okay,
0: and they're no longer getting married because of political beliefs. So. The Generation Z women are moving far, moving farther and farther to the left. And the guys are moving farther and farther to the right. And so they can't find any mates these days. So what do you think about that, Auntie Co? I know you have something to say about this.
1: Is this real? Your face is, i mean, your face is giving confusion. I am confused. So you're saying that as a, as a whole. hmm the majority of Generation ears are having opposing political views. And because yes. of that, they cannot find partners. That is
0: correct. And some millennials, some younger millennials. Um.
1: Well, I think that COVID, Damn, George Floyd, oh, okay. you know, the climate, the political okay. climate at the time, it definitely split people like it puts you you had to choose a side yeah. you know with the whole vaccine conversation that's why I brought up COVID got because it. I feel like that is the best example of you got to pick a side and based mm-hmm. on the side you pick your partner could leave your ass based on your opinion yeah. and it and happened. and kind of rightfully so because these are big like life not necessarily who I'm voting for I don't think that's a reason to leave someone but mm-hmm. if we uh, disagree oh, on no. like I mean, if my
0: husband would have voted for Trump, I probably would have been like... Well, I
1: think if your husband would have voted for Trump, there was probably other things that came go. along with that. It's not just I <laughs> marked his name on a ballot. Cole, you stupid. I'm just saying. I think there's other <laughs> things. I just think there's other things. I don't know that I would say I can't get married because none of these men agree with me politically. I don't know. I think I y'all are going to get over it. it.
0: it. I, but no, I I get... Generation Zers ain't playing around with nobody when it comes to politics. They're not doing nothing that they don't want to do. When it comes to religion, voting, they ain't doing nothing they don't want to do. They are quitting jobs on Instagram and right. Live. They do not give a damn about what we talk about. So what about. do you think
1: about this? What do you think? Do you think they're wrong, or you can see why they would be like that?
0: I actually can see, because there are a lot of things, like you said, political views that impact your life.
1: On a daily basis. On a
0: daily basis, whether it's religion, whether it's abortion rights, whether it's, Um, you know, whatever the case may be, those a lot of these things really do impact your life daily. So all right, generations ears. I think they are gonna they're gonna fade out.
1: Well, Marriage. I would be mad at that if they did that, but <laughs> I'm not a <laughs> But I'm not mad that they are doing things their own way. They're yeah. saying, "I'm going to let's look at what's not working and let's stop doing that shit. Like Agree. let's decide what we actually want and not just do what our mama did, not just do what our grandmother did." And that's yes. I think what we started at. Y'all, we started it, okay? We, it was we crawled so y'all could walk. That's right. All right? It. But shout out to y'all. I'm not mad. <sighs>
0: Taraji. Now, my girl I really do like Taraji. I love her. And I have been noticing, She's a Howard alum, right? She is a Howard alum. Uh, DC, you know, she's from DC. I'm from DMV area. So, you know, I really, really ride for Taraji. I think she's good people, right? But on these red carpets lately, she has been looking so upset. Has
1: she? And I don't know. Okay, I, I, I didn't think this is where you were going with this. I haven't seen her on a red yeah, carpet.
0: Yeah, her eyes have been kind of glossed over. She just looks like she's not herself. Um, and I started to notice that while she was doing the Color Purple press run. Okay. Um, but I, I thought maybe I was looking too much into it. But in a recent interview, a couple of recent interviews that she's been doing, she's been talking about how sad she is uh, at thinking about quitting um, being an actress because she's not being paid her worth. <sighs> so she said she was thinking about walking away from the Color Purple, not even doing that. Now, we know who's behind Color Purple. Auntie O. Auntie o. Mm-hmm. so the girls are upset, with Auntie O at this point, because they're saying you're a billionaire. Why are the girls scrambling for coins to do the color purple?
1: It's such a classic.
0: Now, here's what I'll say. One thing that I think people do oftentimes is when people are rich, especially Black people, when we get when they get money, they expect those people to pay out of their personal funds for things that are happening. So if Taraji Needs money. Mm-hmm. Is it Oprah's job to say, "I'm going to take it out of okay, my pocket mm-hmm. to pay Taraji"? To is it Oprah's responsibility? Is that what you're asking? Are you? My question is: Are they expecting Oprah to pay out of her own pocket to
1: Raji for this feature film? I don't think so, but I think she, I think. My assumption, Mm -hmm. if I'm a part of an Oprah Winfrey production, my assumption is that you are going to make, not just coins, you're going to make sure your people are taken care of, your black cast. because Are there any white people in the color purple? I would just expect that. That would be an expectation.
0: I agree 100%. And I think that's kind of where people are going with it. So I don't know if you noticed, but Oprah has turned off
1: her comments. On Instagram. She should, yeah. <laughs> Between that, the Ozempic, I mean, the the Hawaii stuff, she should just... Her comments are she, yeah, off. she should shut it down. And I think we're coming into
0: a season where, I don't know, I think people are really turning on Auntie O. Yo, and, you know, I'm not... I'm kind of on the middle, on the fence about it. I'm like, I'm not on one side or the are other. You? But... I just... Oprah has not really given me a major reason to dislike her. Mm -hmm. But I get why people would say that they ain't feeling her. Gotcha. I'll say that. So back to Taraji. She was paid $150,000 for Benjamin Button. Mm -hmm. She was initially offered $75,000. So we're looking at these celebrities. We're thinking they're making multi-millions for each production. And that's just not true. So I don't know. I was surprised to hear that. What are your thoughts about it?
1: I think that we definitely assume that Mm -hmm. anybody in Hollywood, anybody we've ever seen in a movie on television is rich. Yes. Like that is our assumption. One thing that I personally learned during the strike was the lifestyle of these actors, that they are responsible for their own housing when they are on location, on set, in these different destinations, you know, shooting on location, shooting these movies for Mm -hmm. months at a time. They are responsible for their own accommodations. That's just insane to me. That is insane. Coupled with having children, coupled with not having any, like not having a home, a true home. You're always on the road. Just the Mm -hmm. lifestyle of it. I don't think it's as glamorous as we probably assume. And now to find out that they ain't making no money. No money. And not even that they're not making money. They are like actually getting played. Like Hollywood is like playing in their face. Because we talked about Terrence Howard Mm -hmm. and Hustle & Flow getting $12,000 for this movie that went You know, like platinum,
0: platinum,
1: platinum, triple platinum. So to find (laughs) out that everybody's getting played—it's insane to me that there's not that much difference between the way that we feel, like our jobs play us. They are, but I don't even know if it's everybody.
0: I think the point is, is that it's predominantly black actors, Mm -hmm. and then specifically black female actors, Um, actresses. So I think that's the that's the major takeaway for that. So I'm praying for Taraji. I hope she. Um, Pulls through I hope her mental health I hope she's doing well um, Or or gets into a place Where she's doing well Mentally and emotionally But beyond that I hope they run her Her check
1: That's another reason Why I would assume And expect That Oprah would take care Because if you know That this is the standard That they treat Black women wrong Mm -hmm. You as a black woman With a cast full of black women I think that you should have Made sure that they were Taken care of So no it shouldn't Come out of your pocket But if it has to It could It
0: could Because you got billions
1: You got it All right
0: Let's talk again about marriage. Um, and this is something that I think is really important because we talk about what the nieces should be doing in marriage. And I am a believer that you should always have a stash tucked away.
1: Are you when it comes to marriage? Mm. Have you a
0: little money on the side? I think you'd when you be say crazy stash, you mean a secret
1: that they it don't, don't know have about. A secret. Okay, it's just your own.
0: They can what know, makes it a stash? They then? can know it's it's your. It's your money on the side just in case something happens, in case you got to pay for something you're not expecting to pay okay. for, in case, you know, something goes awry. You never know. Okay. Shit be
1: happening. This is
0: true. So there is an influencer online. Her name is Adara, the Explorer. She's a stay-at-home wife. And she um her brand is essentially that she's a submissive wife. Um, She's stay-at-home, that kind of thing. So a comment that she received is, I pray you have money tucked away just in case, because she always talks about just how her husband provides everything, that kind of thing. Her response was, no, call me whatever you want, but I'm not living in a just a case mentality about any part of my life, including my marriage. My husband and I have made a vow to God and to each other that no person and no thing will come between us. There is no reason for this to even be an option or a consideration. This is bigger than money. It's always about money to people who have made a god out of it. Mm. I don't think... I don't need anything stored away because I'm not speaking a curse over my marriage. Mm. And so, Auntie Co., I'm so curious to know what you think about this because... Or what advice you would give to a niece? Would you advise her to not have any money anywhere?
1: I... Do not believe in... Secrecy inside okay. of your marriage. So let me start by saying there. And th- let me start by saying that. And when mm-hmm. I hear the word stash, I associate stash with secret. Okay. So I don't have a quote unquote stash. Mm-hmm. I don't advise to have a quote unquote secret stash, mm-hmm. right? You call it whatever you want, but the secrecy, I think, is what makes it an issue. Okay. Because I don't want my husband feeling like he has to have something secret from me. Now, with that being said, I definitely think that you should have an emergency fund of your own because Mm -hmm. if you only are counting or can um, rely on what you have as a couple, if Mm -hmm. that's depleted, I wanna be able to say, baby, I got it. I wanna be able to say mama has something saved. Not I got mm-hmm. this saved because I could run out the door and I'm planning maybe if something go wrong I gotta have something to you know be secure. But that's
0: what we're talking. That's what we're talking about mm.
1: right now. Well, no, but you said what would I advise? I don't think that that should be a thought. I think this is like a prenup conversation. I don't think mm-hmm. I don't believe in prenups. I don't have a prenup, okay. so it's the same thing. It's like I don't believe in planning to fail and if my husband approaches me and says I have this money put aside just in mm-hmm. case this doesn't work out. I'm going to feel some type of way. My feelings are going to be hurt because why are you even thinking that this might not work out?
0: Okay. Okay.
1: So, so what so you so you believe Cara in it but with the agree. other way. No, the other way. What about your husband having a stash? Do you care? I wouldn't care. No. Okay. okay.
0: I think I think at the end of the day you come before anybody else. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's your husband, your child, your mama. You have to put, they tell you to put your life jacket on first, your oxygen mask on first. You have to think about yourself first. As Agreed. much as we don't want things to happen, shit. I just had a, a, a friend, uh, a relationship with a friend, or um, I won't get too too deep into it, but we had some business arrangements happening, and we had to break that off. Did I go into that expecting that that was going to be the case? No, because that's my friend, right? But at the end of the day, life happens. Mm -hmm. People change. So Auntie Carm's advice is nieces always plan for when shit don't go right. Because while we don't want that to be the case, we don't live in la-la land. We don't live in a fairy tale. So you don't know what could happen. It may not be even something that you have done. It may be that your husband... goes off the deep end one day. He cheats on you and up and leaves you, whatever the case may be. Of course, those are not things we want to happen, but it's happened before. (laughs) So to many people around the world. So I say always plan just in case so that your ass is covered.
1: I think we said the same thing. We did. We did. I said, if something goes wrong, I want to be able to say, "Baby, I got it." You for, my for each other. Yeah, my intention is just not. I'm have this money for me. But it's not. I'm we do. Not okay, about we do disagree. Him. You're right. I'll we talk about you're yourself. You're right. We disagree. Okay. That's what. Y'all, that's what y'all are here for, though. I think because yes. somebody out there, you're gonna be able to pick a side. Let us know in the comments. <laughs> what do y'all think about the stash?
0: So yes. And then I know we have a lot, but there's so many. There's so many things we have to talk about, and we have to talk about something that's very important. So I think we can skip all of these. But are we?
1: We skipping? Okay, we could bring this up. No, on the unless, you wanna, unless
0: you want to. Unless you want to talk about. Something? Nope,
1: let's go to the main topic, because okay. I need to get serious.
0: <laughs> okay, but I do want to say that Aunt Shanti is supposedly
1: pregnant. Well, why don't you, you just threw that out there? So okay, I well, now we gotta talk that. about it. Now, no, I you can't say just that. say that. Now we gotta talk because, about it.
0: Because, you know, her and Nelly have been getting it. They've been having a time with their life. And this gives us old ladies, old ladies I like mean. me, hope about getting pregnant in the future, because she's like 40-something, right? So, but if there's somebody who has her beat. There's a 70-year-old woman in Uganda by the name of Safina Numakwaya. (laughs) She just gave birth at 70 years old. Now,
1: I don't know how... I know how she did IVF, and that is wrong as hell. Oh, she did. Yes. Oh, I thought it that was like that should be illegal. Are I don't you, like was that gonna... idea. Oh, I'm sorry. Was you going to ask me what I thought? No, oh. I just wanted.
0: I just wanted to put that out there because I thought that was quite interesting. But I think that's selfish it's as appalling. hell. It's appalling.
1: You're about to die, lady. By any, by on any calculator, <laughs> on anybody's calculator, you don't <laughs> that have that much die. time. I'm just saying, like, my word. I'm too old. I'm praying to meet my <sighs> grandchildren. Seriously, You're not old. I'm just saying You're it's not a old. real thought. Okay. All right, let's get
0: into the real topic of the day Now I got to be serious. Yes, because this is a very serious matter. All right. Today's topic, nieces and nephews, we are talking about... Stay away from
1: these old niggas.
0: That part. Predatory. How to catch a predator. Okay, Chris Hansen. Please. Because at the end of the day, we see this far too often where our nieces are being preyed upon by older men. Mm -hmm. And we've also seen it where... Women, older women are preying on younger men. We don't see it as often, but it, it, it happens. happens. Um, and so let's just get into it because we're talking sexual assault uh, and, and trigger warning for everyone out there. You know, this is going to be about rape, sexual assault and um, abuse. All right. Diddy and
1: Cassie. Oh, we are just let's go in.
0: Let's just get into let's it. Let's just go. OK, let's get into it. Diddy and Cassie. Um, Diddy was 36 when he met Cassie. And she was nineteen, mm-hmm. so we remember when Cassie came on the scene. She gave us some hits, you know, um, "It's Me Yeah You." That was my I song. Been waiting for yeah, is that Cassie. That's Cassie. Okay, okay, good. okay, Okay. And so she was there, and then she got with Diddy. Mm-hmm. You know, she's a beautiful, young girl, and then she gave us another little cultural moment where she shaved the side of her head.
1: Started. She definitely started something, right?
0: And she started this trend, and we was like, yes. And come to find out, that wasn't necessarily her own doing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It was Diddy who made her um, shave the side of her head. And, it, and, you know, per the documentation for the case, um, she she submitted all of this documentation. Um, she also said that he made her get breast implants. And then take them out immediately. And then immediately. take them out immediately after because he didn't like them. He made her um, have sex with random men that they would find on the Internet
1: um that kind of thing had all of her medical records that was probably the mind, the most mind blowing part had because all, that's deep that's like yeah just doing lifetime movie real deep.
0: just real weird stuff and so the rumors have been out there about Diddy for a long time in the industry mm-hmm. right me personally i didn't really want to believe it because i loved diddy at the time
1: which rumors are we talking about so
0: i um i'm talking about all of the rumors about him being, you know, on the down low, about him being a freak, about him being an abusive person. See, about... I didn't hear,
1: I didn't know about the abusive part. I knew the down low. That, to me, was the Diddy rumor, like the down low well, rumor. Well,
0: Kim Porter, it had came out when she died. That's when the rumors started swirling around. Gotcha. Um, and then, but he'd always been known to be violent. Mm-hmm. Um, he would have been known to hit people over the head with bottle, champagne bottles, threaten people. Like, that was just his thing, right? And so... Now we're in a space where people are coming out that knew Diddy. We're also um, corroborating Cassie's claims. Mm -hmm. And so I'm saying all of that to say a lot of times, nieces, when men come to you with lots of money and opportunity, and that's kind of what they're leading with, and they're a lot older than you, that's an immediate red flag. And we're going to get into some more red flags later on, but Mm -hmm. I really feel like that's what happened with Diddy and Cassie. So I'm going to pause there what are your thoughts on the initial... When you initially heard this information? Um,
1: I was not surprised at all. Okay. I I actually was surprised. Carmen, you are always surprised by the things. I know. I be sending Carmen I so much stuff, surprised. and she be like, no, I don't want to believe on, it. Down. I'm like, girl, it is damn true, okay? Gosh. Whatever they say he did, he did it. That's my, that's my thought. Wow. I think that between J-Lo... Shine, Biggie, Tupac. You're right. I'll be sure. Sh- Kim Por- I mean, like, everybody around him dies. The signs were or- there. The signs are definitely there. Um, I am surprised that it has been this long, like, that he got away with it for so long. But mm-hmm. I think because it is just norm in the industry nobody was going to speak up about it yeah so i am super proud that cassie spoke up because she literally opened up the door for other people to come behind her who had also been victimized so
0: brave so brave and you know the what tends to happen when people come out with stories like this is people try to blame it on oh they want money Mm -hmm. or they want this here's my thing if money is the way that I'm going to be made whole because I don't want to go to a trial and I don't want to take this to court and I don't want to go through the discovery phase and I don't want to be re-traumatized by having to sit in a courtroom, if you're a billionaire mm-hmm. and they I may. say that I want $30 million to, that, so that I can feel whole, then so be
1: it. Um, the thing, money is a part of the process. Money is a part of the process. That's all that she could get. This was a civil case. Exactly. It wasn't a criminal trial. And the thing that I think that people are not taking into consideration is the potential that he took away from her. Yes. She could have made way more than $30 million as an artist on her own if he would have let her flourish. But he stopped her. Yeah, stride. he like went not he, her hostage. Yeah, he like he does all of his artists. Oof. So 30 million is is Trump change, especially because I can't get my life back. I can't get these years back. I am traumatized. Like, luckily, she's married and has these children now. But That could have literally, like, ruined the rest of her life. life. So a couple dollars, please. Yeah. Pay it up.
0: Agreed. And so when we talk about this rape culture that exists not only in society at large, but especially within Hollywood, um, when we look at the R. Kelly's. um, The Aaron Halls. The Aaron Halls. When the news broke about R. Kelly, I mean, getting people to... Believe that story was like pulling teeth. The people did not want to stop stepping in the name of love for five minutes so that we could say, hey, he's peeing on little girls. You know what I mean? Like, what what on what planet do we value stepping in the name of love over protecting young black
1: girls? America. I'm bothered by it. We don't value anything but money and entertainment.
0: And we put celebrities on the, these pedestals that they can do no wrong. Oh, my mm-hmm. God, not
1: R. Kelly. He wouldn't do that, as if you know this man. And it's
0: like uh, the same R. Kelly that married Aaliyah when she was 16? That R. Kelly? Like, are you kidding? But I think, again,
1: it's it's being slow. It's coming out, like, trickling out because it's happening so It's such mm-hmm. an a part of their— So I literally—I have a, an auntie who I've adopted that worked in the entertainment industry, like, Twenty plus years. Mm-hmm. So I asked her, like, what's going on? What was you thinking when this news came out? Like, I just said that because yeah. I ain't want to like guide her into giving me an answer. Mm-hmm. I really just want to know what she thought. And her honest thought was, my first, my, she said, my first thought was, I'm surprised it took this long. Who? And my second thought was, I hope nobody calls me in in the process, like in these proceedings. I hope I don't get called. That was
0: the main thing. That, that was the main thing because process. it's such
1: a and she said that I'm like, well, how does stuff like this go on? And especially because a lot of these victims that are coming out are men too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's video clips that y'all can find of Diddy and Fabulous, Diddy and Usher, Diddy and just all of these uncomfortable conversations that people were just okay with being a part of. So yeah. that makes me question. Anybody that's ever even been in a picture with Diddy, and I'm not going to name no names. Please But if don't. y'all go searching for...
0: Because I don't have, feel like arguing with you today. Don't
1: argue. We're not going to argue today. But I, I just feel like me as a person, mm-hmm. s- his reputation precedes him especially Mm -hmm. if you're in that industry. So you know who Diddy is. We might not know who Diddy is, but the people in the industry know who Diddy is. So why are you hanging out with him? Why are you you doing business with him? Why are you taking pictures with him? Why are you at his parties? If you're there, I feel like you know what's going on. You didn't even get an invitation if you were not okay with this. So you're guilty too. Mm -hmm. All of y'all are guilty.
0: Everybody guilty, if you ask me. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that people like to say is, well, he has money. He doesn't need to... Do these things? He doesn't need to rape. He's Diddy. He he doesn't need. Listen, and I want to make this very clear: rape, sexual assault, abuse is not about the need to do it. It's not about the need to get vagina. He's really power. It's It's just power everywhere. He can get vagina. It probably hit him in the back of his head if he walked down the street. It's not about vagina. It's about control. Mm -hmm. It's about controlling the victim. Um, and it's sociopathy. It's narcissism. It's all of that. So. I just want to make that very clear. This is not about a need to have sex or a need to do whatever. It's or the about, fact that you
1: can't get it. Because I always yeah. think about Trey Songs. The fact that he's had Who's so from many my hometown. So many sexual Trey Songs is like so fine to so many women, right? He is women would take their panties off at on site. Back in my hometown, he was that guy and all they the were girls taking their were panties like, off.
0: Trey, Trey.
1: So why would he need to rape someone and he still does it? Yeah. So well, I don't think That's what they say. Allegedly. Allegedly. Let's say that. <laughs> OK, allegedly. But I don't think that we normal mm-hmm. thinking, rational people could ever understand the mind of a predator. No, of
0: course not. We don't want to. We just know that is not good and we're going to speak out ab- about it. Um, So. Let's talk a little bit. I think you have some people listed here. I do. That, you know, let, let's talk, let's about, talk about it.
1: So being that this was a norm because we talked about Diddy was 36, Cassie was 19. hmm. R. Kelly was however the hell old he was. Aaliyah was 15. Yeah. Aaron Hall got hit. I forgot her name. Vanessa, I think. Got her pregnant when she was 17. Mm -hmm. 16, got pregnant, had the baby at 17. At that time, while she was in high school, she was a video girl. Okay. So I think that this was just a part of the culture. Y'all are getting these young girls to be in the video. So, of course, she's on the scene. You know, if she's attractive, that I think is how they got involved with a lot of these young girls. Mm -hmm. Because she mentioned... She has a baby by Aaron Hall, but she mentioned being groomed by Uncle Luke. So I think that these girls were just kind of in these in environments. The they were in the mix, and that's how they got caught up. Foxy Brown was in high school with Jay-Z. Wow. Your girl Beyonce. Uh-oh. Was how old? 18 years old. And and Jay-Z was 30 years Can you imagine a 30-year-old man? approaching an 18, year old. an 18 year old like what are you looking to her for what do you want from this 18 year old i, mean, I know, when we, you don't it, when I you know we don't it, want to talk about beyonce i know we don't want to talk about beyonce but
0: no when you say it, it you're, it's true it's, it's very it's, true it's a high schooler
1: it's a high school woman and yeah. you're
0: 30 you've been out of high school for 12 years over mm-hmm. a decade yep. it's not looking good
1: it's not looking good you definitely groomed her this is all grooming Kamora in high school with Russell Simmons as an old-ass man. And Russell okay? Simmons has been known S- to, su- to get the into cases some things. The cases are coming out of the woodworks. And so I just think, back to my original statement, stay away from the old niggas because they mean you know well. Mm. If a man who is—I don't even want to put a number on it because I feel like once you get over, like, 25, 30, yeah. it, it, you know, a 10-year difference or a 5-year difference, is a little—it it changes but you know if y'all are not compatible, right? Yeah. If you feel like this older man is trying to act cool because he needs to try to fit in with you, something's wrong with him. Run away. But the
0: issue is, though, that I think we cannot overlook. The issue is that when you're younger, that mm-hmm. feels cool to you. It does. That's why I'm feel... telling y'all, stay away.
1: It's not cool. Yeah, it like, looks cool, but it ain't.
0: I, and I want to emphasize because you're you're right. Those are red flags. But I want to reemphasize that in the moment you might not see them as red flags. It may feel like you're special, mm-hmm. like this is a cool. thing. Oh, I get to ride in these cars and whatever. No, like Auntie Co was saying, it is a red flag. Please step
1: away. It's gonna lead you to destruction. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Cause I've been there. Let's talk um, about it. When I was in, when I was 12 or 13 years old, there was a guy that worked somewhere where I used to go for aftercare.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, like, on—I on, on I won't get too specific. But, anyway, this guy was known to be a predator to, to the young girls there. So he would always be trying to get us to sit in his lap. He would be, you know, very flirtatious. He's grown now. He's grown with a wife and kids and things like that. But when I was younger— How old was he at the time? What do you guess? He had to be in his late 20s. Ugh. Um— And then even at that same time, when I was in high school, probably about 16 years old, I had this boyfriend. His name was Ant. They called him Live. Girl, you giving all the tea on Ant. What Ant did? Yeah, he was from from Live Wire. uh, That was his um, nickname. And long story short, he used to come and he used to get me from high school and things like that. And that was clearly something that should not have been happening in the time to- at the time. Um but I didn't recognize it as that. I thought this was cool. I was getting picked up from high school. I was going to the mall. You were the girl. Yeah, I was the girl. So I'm speaking from experience that this definitely happened to me. Nobody could have told me in the moment that it was a red flag. Nobody could have said like, "Oh, you shouldn't be talking to him." I mm-hmm. thought I was that girl. So just know Auntie Carm has been through it, so you don't have to go
1: through it. Do that. you feel like that had any effects on dating after? Because it's like my mm. assumption is if you date like a super wealthy man, you mm. can't go backwards. Like you you set a right. standard. So did do you feel like that set you up for I failure? No. I don't know if it set me up for failure.
0: I do think that for me— I, Honestly, I don't know what impact it had on me. I just know that I started to look at men a little bit differently after that. Like, once it dawned on me, because mm-hmm. um, I ended up having to get a restraining order Shut up. in high school. Um, he would drive up to my mom's house. At that time, it was just me and my mom living together because my parents had gotten divorced. And he would drive to my mom's house at night and sit in the driveway with his lights off. Until we had to go down to the police station. <laughs> and
1: one thing about... This is why you got to stay away from the old niggas because something is wrong with them. Yes, correct. The fact that he even wants to talk to you, something is wrong with yes, him, so please that's stay correct. away.
0: And um, long story short, and here's another thing, when people always say, well, why didn't they go to the police? Why didn't they do this? Why I'm here to tell you as someone who has also experienced this, the police don't ever do
1: shit. They don't give a damn. They
0: don't do anything. I was a whole teenager going in with my mom saying that a man was stalking me, a grown man was stalking me. And showing up to our house, we put in a restraining order. Nothing happened. Guess what? uh, Predators do not care about uh, restraining orders. They They really don't. don't. Mm They're going to keep showing up. They're going to keep doing what it is that they do. So uh, I can go on and on about it, but yeah.
1: So that's what happened. So that's why I think it's super important for us to talk about these red flags, what to, what mm-hmm. to watch out for. Because to your point, I do believe there are certain lessons that nobody's going to be able to teach you except yep. for life. Yep. Like there are certain things that you could not have. I found, you know, I found myself in an abusive relationship too. Mm-hmm. And if you would have told me that I would have ended up there. I never would have believed it. If you would have warned me when I was about to step into it, I probably wouldn't have listened to you. So there are just some lessons that life has to teach you. Unfortunately. But it's important for us to have this conversation because even if it's not a predatory situation, abuse is abuse is abuse we are grown ass women and we if we were still out here dating could be susceptible to ending up in one of these situations now hopefully we have picked right with our partners yes and we will not find ourselves in these situations but we have both found ourselves in them previously so I think it is like our duty Mm -hmm. to make sure that we are sharing um, some red flags from our personal experiences
0: absolutely so we're going to talk about red flags but I want to just real quickly some I just quickly want to note that sometimes on the out from the outside looking in these relationships don't look abusive. Oh, they never do. So, for example, when we look at the Kiki Palmer situation Mm -hmm. and we look at the Tiana Taylor situation who she came out after she divorced um, Iman and said he was extremely uh, emotionally and mentally abusive to me. He was narcissistic. And
1: And they look like best And they just look like
0: besties from from the outside looking in. So I'm saying all that to say...
1: You never know.
0: Even the people from the outside looking in can't always clock it when it's happening.
1: That's why it's important for you to know those red flags because a lot of times when you get in those situations, it's only you that can save you. Nobody can, nobody's usually gonna come and pack you up from your house and carry you off. And if they do, you're probably gonna go back. So you have to be the one that saves you and hopefully, you know, recognizing these red flags will help you because, you don't know a lot of times that you're in an abusive relationship. You think, Mm -hmm. oh, he just really loved me and we just, we just, we tight. You know, it's Mm -hmm. us against the world. You think those things, but then you hear an episode like this and you're like, wait a minute. That's cute. He is doing this. Wait a minute. I have experienced that, and then you can start putting the pieces together because a lot of times we only think abuse is me knocking you upside the head, and that is not the case.
0: We have a clip, and I think I guess we'll insert it here mm-hmm. where the young girls are talking about the things that they love. Get it together about nieces. abusive uh, relationships. Yes, yeah, so which let's play that clip. Is sad. What's something toxic that you like? I like a nigga who, if I say leave me alone, he don't leave me alone. He might do, do, do at my door. What's something toxic that you like? I like a gentle toxic. Like, after you beat my ass, I want you to come fuck me right after. Mm-hmm. What's something toxic that you like?
1: Okay. Low-key, I like when a nigga beat my ass. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Uh. Um, so, so, nieces, listen. The fact that y'all are out in the streets... On microphones, on cameras, publicly saying that you prefer a little abuse. Mm-hmm. Oh, to you keep know, it spicy. control me a little bit. It sounds crazy. Mm-hmm. And you are literally giving any man that happens to see that and then meet you a recipe for Ooh. how to abuse you. Oh my gosh. Please stop.
0: And I didn't even think about that. Anybody who sees that clip is going
1: to be like, oh, okay, she's easy prey. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. That's pretty sick sad but I think again it's we have not experienced love either from our parents or so we're, we're searching for it and we think that this strong feeling whatever this strong feeling is it's love and a lot of times it's rooted in abuse so let's Absolutely. get into some of these um red flags okay I think the first one is pretty I think all of these are pretty typical because whenever I hear someone like a survivor sharing their story mm-hmm. I'm like this nigga that did that too you yeah. know like it's a classic it's, it's across the y'all board y'all are all doing the same crazy shit it's across so the board so nine times out of ten if you've experienced if you find yourself in any of those situations something that we say is gonna sound mm-hmm. familiar so the first one um, that I definitely experienced and I think it's an across the board is like isolation mm-hmm. it's I want you all to myself which at first that feels really good yeah, because he, loves ooh, me. he must really love me mm-hmm. he wants to spend all of his time with me he wants to do everything everywhere mm-hmm. he goes he wants me by his side that feels really good that's also kind of love bombing a little bit but that feels really good but it's really i want you to myself so that nobody else can see what i'm taking you through nobody can save you from me so i'm gonna keep you over here where it's only me and you against the world
0: yeah and you don't have any other experiences or anything else to compare it to because you're not out and about you're not talking to other people and so your reality becomes this this Mm -hmm. yeah exactly um I think a good one that you put here that some people may not recognize is the subtle shady jokes. So it's like throwing a little shade your mm-hmm. way every week, every day, maybe up
1: like ooh. a oh, go ahead, go ahead with your example. I was well, gonna no,
0: say, mm, looking looking a little fat
1: today oh, okay. in gonna... your
0: outfit or whatever you know, just like you put on a little few pounds, huh? Mm-hmm. Or you know, just saying stuff like that to slowly chip away at your security or your confidence and masking it as a joke.
1: Even the... the Not necessarily a shady joke, but a... <laughs> Y'all think that dress is a little too short? You know, like a laughing, joking way uh-huh. that turns into like a mean, angry, take that shit off down the line. Right. Oh, yeah. It yes. starts off as a... You, now you know that... You know, like it starts off as a cute, little yeah. sly comment, but it turns ugly. Yeah, turns um, into an argument. It quick. turns ugly. Yeah, it turns ugly. Sudden mood changes. So when I found myself... I feel like this show is about predators, but we're going to have to do a whole another one. Just it's on... about abuse
0: in general. We're going to so... have to do part two, though, yeah.
1: about abuse. Because the mood changes. My experience, I just said, oh, he's bipolar. And I didn't know any better, so don't cancel me in the comments. I didn't know any better. No. That's just all I... You crazy? Oh, you're bipolar. That's yeah. what I had prescribed. Um, but it was the waking up and you're fine, and then two minutes later you got an attitude or, mm-hmm. you know, you mad today because the sun is out again. The hot again. and cold thing, Just hot and cold mood swings and it ain't your fault. It's just, you know, it's mm-hmm. crazy. So that is definitely a red flag to look out for.
0: Yeah. Moving too fast, love bombing. So you're coming in immediately with the gifts, with the car, with the you're so beautiful. Let's go on these trips. Let's Because mm, that's the, the trips, way that they girl. reel you in so that you become dependent on that. And so now... When it's time to leave, you're not. You're going to wish that you had those things, so you're going to stay.
1: I think when you said that, because we talk about the gifts, mm-hmm. I think the trips are da- more dangerous because the yes. trips are experiences. The trips are things that only you two have experienced mm. together, and that strengthens any relationship. If if me and you go somewhere and we get into some shit, yeah. good or bad, we now have that in common, right? That's true. So if we have these trips. That to me is like, I ha- and usually on vacation, not all the time, but there's some like fun, right? You're mm-hmm. having a good time on vacation. Now with abusive people, it's not always gonna be no, good. no, because they make the fun moments awful, awful. But you, horrible. but you're still gonna hold on to that little bit, yes. that sprinkle of fun that you had. So yes. I think the experiences, the the trips, are a little bit more dangerous because even if you walk away, you could usually keep the gifts. Mm-hmm. But those trips, the memories of you holding on to what you wish it was gonna be, you know, I think that that's pretty yeah. dangerous. Um, so I think that the moral of the story is whenever we are having these, um, these conversations, it's super important to not victim blame. Yes. And I want to also speak to the friend of the woman in these situations because to your point, you can't always see it.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: But I think you see something. You do. So you might not see him knocking the girl out, but you notice some changes. You notice that she's not coming around as much. She's not picking up the phone or in communication as much. Her energy has changed. She's Her not mood, like herself. She's not like herself. Yeah. The same way you said that you noticed a visible cha- change into Raji, someone right. you don't even know in real life. If you know this person in real life, you should be noticing something. Mm-hmm. I'm not expecting you to save you know, that it's your responsibility, but you should definitely notice something. And I think just, again, going back to my auntie would never being willing to put yourself in an uncomfortable position to potentially save a life.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I couldn't have said it any better. Um, I think in these instances, community is key, is so important um, because a lot of times, like you said, um, the victim becomes isolated. So they do begin to feel like there's nowhere, nobody that they can turn to. So I just making, I think making it clear to your friend that you are a safe space. You are someone that they can talk to if anything is happening mm-hmm. in in their lives, um, I think is going to, like you said, potentially save a life.
1: And I feel like just right now, all of y'all watching this, you should just text your homegirls, like hit the group chat and just be like, girl, if I ever look like I'm getting my ass beat, please say something about Hello. it. Say it now because it's a joke so that if it ever actually happens, y'all and I already talked about this. Yeah. We've already had this agreement that if I notice something, I'm going to say something. Like, just go ahead and send that message now so that you already have your safe mm-hmm. person, right? Mm-hmm. You're my safe word. Basically, mm-hmm. if you start noticing anything ever, you have permission to say something yeah. to me. Yeah, that's good. Whew! Okay, can we get into some dear aunties?
0: Okay, we still gonna do it. Okay, yes! We gotta do a dear let's auntie. Dear we, only, we
1: only have two today, okay. and they are anonymous, so I'm assuming y'all telling y'all business. Okay, let's see. Dear auntie, I just graduated... Do you see yours?
0: I don't, but that's okay. It's I can under, listen. Okay,
1: it's under here. Oh. Dear auntie, I just graduated college, and I work in the hospitality industry, and I make a little less than $50,000. Mm-hmm. When I took the job, it seemed like a lot of money, but It's not. I find myself so frustrated because I'm broke as hell after I pay my bills. Should I go back to school? Try to find another job? Get a side hustle? Help, aunties. Hmm. No, you should not go back to school. Let's start there. Okay. I almost said F no. (laughs) Absolutely. Take it from someone who went back to school, Mm -hmm. got $100,000, $89,000 in student loan debt, Mm -hmm. and got like a $400 raise on my paycheck literally. These people do not care the about The math these is not math. They don't care that you're not going to be able to afford it. They don't care that your salary does not support the debt. None of that matters. So t- the first part, no, do not go back to school unless you're going back to school to be a doctor. Okay, don't go back. Try to find another job. All of the other things. I think that you should absolutely explore all of your options. I think as a college student, we all thought that that number, whatever that number was, we yeah. all thought, Ooh, that's more than we getting right now. It's going to be so much. We went out and got the cars with all of the things, accumulated all of this debt, and now we have, like, pennies left over. And that's stressful as hell. So I think you should do literally all of it. Find another job, look for a side hustle, drive Uber, do DoorDash. I'm not above any of it. If the bills have to be paid, you got to pay those bills. Got to. What'd I you, agree. what you, you say, Auntie Carm? I don't have anything else to
0: say. I agree with the whole idea of not going back to school to get, you know,
1: anything else. Oh, you just went back to school. Was, I tri- was I that was triggering? No.
0: Well, no, because when I went back to school, it was paid for.
1: Okay, okay, okay. By my job okay, at the well, time. well, do what Auntie Carm did, then.
0: Um, however, I am paying for this last semester okay. just because I wanted to finish. Get it done, yeah. Um, but I, don't get me wrong. I am not fooling myself into thinking that by getting this master's, my life is going to change in any way. I think that's Um, the part. Like, it's, Nothing is going to happen when I get this master's degree. I'm very real about that with myself. The only thing that's going to change is that I'm going to feel accomplished by having done it mm-hmm. because it's something that I set out to do. Um, I had to drop out when my father passed away, and I feel like this is just symbolic for me, mm-hmm. but it's not going to change my life in any way.
1: It's good that you know that. I think yeah. that is the part, though, It's when you—I expected— I, I don't know how much money I thought I was going to make, but girl, 400 more dollars, that was because not it. Because that's what
0: they sell you. Yeah. They sell you that dream.
1: And mm-hmm. It's, it's not a true. lie. It's a lie.
0: Dear aunties, I'm a 23-year-old newlywed currently living in Chicago. My husband and I got married shortly after graduating college and moved in together. We attended school at FAMU, and I wanted to stay in Florida. But he got a really good job in Chicago, so we decided to make the move. Now that we're here, things are going okay, but I don't have a job. I don't really have any friends. I spend most of my time with his friends and his spaces, and at our home, I'm starting to feel like a shadow. I'm wondering how I can maintain my individuality in my marriage, and I don't want to lose myself. No,
1: mm, that's
0: tough. Well, you are young. You're very young. You're 23. Um, so being married that early is tough in itself. So I definitely am sending you love on that note. Um. But being in a new city is hard for anybody, no matter what age you are. I think one of the things that I would very much suggest is finding your own community. You are going to have to find your own community. You're going to have to step out of your box, out of your comfort zone, and find some hobbies, find some activities. There's something called the Black Girls Social Club. That part. Look look that up. You know, find a chapter in your area. Make sure that you're connecting with other women. Um, But... You know, I think that's pretty much the extent of my advice. Make sure that you're forming your own community um while you're there in Chicago and not living in his shadow because that's going to do that's not going to do anything but create resentment um you know, especially if you didn't want to go anyway. Yeah, it's going to yeah, exactly. It's going to be resentment. It's going to create arguments and things like that and you're not going to it's not going to be good for the rest
1: not of Not good for your yeah, marriage. For your marriage. I'm going to say girls stop playing. If you went to fam you There are so many famu alumni everywhere. everywhere. Join an alumni association if you don't know any. That's good. And and one thing, I literally was on Threads earlier today actually and saw someone talking about being new in a city and not mm-hmm. finding community and she said what has worked out for her is other transplants okay so other people who are not from that city mm-hmm. find them because they ain't got nobody either that's true so that that's would be true. my advice but girl you want to family please stop playing yeah, with us yeah they're
0: everywhere just everywhere. like Howard alum so hmm. but yeah I think I mean that's all I got for that uh auntie co
1: I feel like that was good sis has to just make her own community she does, but definitely don't rely on your husband for everything. I think mm-hmm. that is a That's recipe a for a disaster. We yeah, yeah.
0: We wanted him to be our bestie. My well, husband is my bestie. Okay. We'll talk I about another
1: episode. Biggest. Y'all, this is probably our longest episode so far. Oh, my God, we made history. It was bomb.com. It was a necessary conversation. Yes. So I need for y'all to share this episode with a friend. If you enjoyed it, leave us a five-star review over on Apple. If you didn't, log off and never come back. Okay, yeah. Just joking, come back because next week will be... We'll be Even here. better. We might not be here next week, but we will be back. Yes. Always. So, Always. We'll so be back. thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. <laughs>